Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Goonies World. I am Johnny Farrow, also known as Sean, and with me as always is my good friend Ryan, also known as Meanie. Hello, also known as Thor Thorson tonight. Yes, and of course I have my other good friend Colin, also known as Goonie. Hello. Hello. And uh, yeah, tonight we are playing GURPS Vikings again, and... Therefore, we are in the world of Midgard in Norway, sometime in the Middle Ages. We're specifically in the Trondheim region, where King Harold Fairhair is with his traveling court at the hall of Jarl Hakon. And our heroes, the powerful but fearful Thor Thorson, and the mystical but delusional Umlaut Topknot, have just returned from a mission to collect tribute from the Finns in the mountains. And the tribute was in the form of skins and furs. And they had to spill some blood to get the Finns to cooperate. So after getting that, after negotiating some cliffs, after overcoming Thor's fear of reindeer, and just possibly, just possibly encountering Odin in disguise, our heroes have returned to Trondheim. Now, Carrie, the king's cousin, is in love with Thor, but the sneaky Thorolf Smoothtooth, he's jealous of this love, you know, and he has the king's ear, unfortunately. And in fact, it was Smoothtooth's machinations that led to Thor and Umlaut being sent off to gather taxes in the first place. So, Smoothtooth has a brother named Ingve Hump, and Carrie has warned you guys that, you know, they've been telling the king lies about you while. You've been gone, hoping to discredit you. And the whole time you've been gone, Carrie's had to sit on Smoothtooth's lap in the feasting hall and pour his mead. Because that's how a, you know a Viking girl shows her favor to a to a Viking is that she'll sit on his lap during the feasts and pour his mead for him. Uh, but now that you're back, Carrie's once again on Thor's lap, and the long Norwegian night has fallen, and the northern lights are dancing in the sky over Jarl Hakon's feasting hall. And all the carls or the warriors of the king, are once again gathered for feasting and fellowship and boasting and the telling of tales. But of course, Smoothtooth and his brother Ingve Homp, they're glowering at you both. They, they're important guys. They get to sit up by the king. And you did get some furs and brought them back. It wasn't like as much as you thought it might be. You know, it wasn't this huge, rich haul of furs. But you gave the king his fair share, which was the lion's share. And so now you're in there and uh, the firelight's flickering on the dark wood and the shadows are all dancing throughout the hall. But suddenly you see Ingve Hump stand up and he leaves his place by the king. They all call him that because he has a, you know, a humpback. But he's still a pretty powerful warrior. He's known to, uh, he's got this huge two-handed axe uh, that he's, he's known to be uh, pretty proficient with. But he walks over to where you guys are sitting. 
Now, of course, there's conversations happening all around. This isn't on a public stage or anything. But he's eyeballing you, Umlaut. He's giving you the stink eye. He's got like a little quizzical expression on his face, like a little smug. And Umlaut, you can see that the shadow he's casting is the shadow of a huge wolf upon the wall. Now, of course, Thor, you don't see this because Umlaut's completely delusional. But maybe, just maybe, those delusions have, you know, something of truth in them. But standing there in front of this huge wolf shadow he's casting on the wall, Ingve Hump says, uh, So, Umlaut, I have heard it said that you once wanted to be a scald. Is this true? Yes, when I was very little, I dreamt of writing poetry all of my day. Oh, well, why did you not do so? So sad that your dreams did not come true. Were you just not good enough? Is that the problem, Umlaut? It's your, it was the other people's problems that did not understand my poetry. They did <sighs> not appreciate it. But oh. uh, I thought it was quite nice. I see, I see. Well... Would you be interested to know that I, in a dream that was sent to me by the gods, I have learned how to give you the gift of poetry that everyone would understand. Do you want to know? So you are suggesting you give me the powers to make sort of popular type of poetry? Oh, I would would appeal to the masses? I would not give you the powers. I can merely tell you how to give them. Yes, have to give uh, the masses the right frame of mind to appreciate your poetry, which apparently was just over everyone's head. Meanwhile, Carrie, she's still sitting on your lap, Thor, and she whispers in your ear, she goes, He's trying to provoke Umlaut. He's trying to start a fight. Oh, I wouldn't worry about it. I don't think um, Umlaut is is very um, rational person. He's not going to... um jump up and, and, and bash him in the head or anything. Uh, and besides, fighting is, um, you know, it's uh, overrated. Yes, but you're so powerful, Thor. I know you can fight. That's why I like you. Well, I mean, I yes, I... Well, you know, I can fight, but... Uh, um, it, I, you know, it's best to... Uh, diplomacy. You know, it's best to avoid conflict uh, when possible. I, I think we can talk talk this out. Oh, you're so sensitive, like a woman. And she kisses you on the cheek. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, Ingve uh, says, No, I will tell you, I had a dream that was sent to me by Bragi, the god of music and poetry. And so, if you really want this for yourself, Umlaut, all you need to do is to carve the rune for sound and signals onto your tongue. And then you will receive the gift of poetry. And everyone will listen. The gods have decreed it to be so. You see, Odin carved the rune for sound and signals onto Bragi's tongue. And that is how he became the skald of the gods. So if you truly, truly wanted to be a skald, then you would carve the rune upon your tongue, Omlaut. Bragi told me in the dream to tell you this. Do you have the courage to do so, or, or do you ignore the signs of the gods, Umlaut? And again, he's just smirking at you. 
And yeah. now a couple people are starting to pay attention. You know, they can tell there's some tension. If the gods wanted me to carve my tongue with this rune, then they would have appeared in my dreams, and they have not done so. And I don't know, I don't know I trust your dreams, because they mm. are not prophetic like mine are. Oh, oh, and tell me, what do you dream of your future? What do you dream of your good friend Thor's future? Tell us all what you see in the future of your mighty friend Thor, who is obviously so popular with the ladies. And there's some giggling at that. Oh, I see. Thor and I will have many great adventures together. We will cross seas, and we will meet new peoples. We will have many great battles we will converse with the gods, and finally, we will dine in the great hall, Valhalla. Oh, I see, I see. So you will be very great, man. Would you say that Thor would be even greater than our good King Harold? Well, I don't know if I could say that, but I think he will. Uh, a great, he will achieve great success. And he will be not better, but uh, perhaps just different, you know, just on his own, in his own way, he will be great, yes. I see, I see. Well, Thor is certainly like a lion, and every lion needs his cur or his jackal. Isn't that right, Umlaut? And then he turns around with a smug look as if he scored some real killing point. I don't know uh, what that guy's problem was. (laughs) Begins to walk back to his seat, and and Carrie says to you, Thor, Thor, look, look at Smoothtooth. And Smoothtooth's up there at the king's table whispering, you know, in the king's ear while he's looking at you. He's telling lies about you right now. You should go up there and ask my cousin, the king, for my hand in marriage before Smoothtooth turns the king's mind against you. If you don't want me to marry Smoothtooth, you'll ask the king for my hand, won't you? Oh, Thor, my brothers, my brothers all think you're... You're the best. They, they want to go a Viking with you. Their, their ship's ready for you to take command of at any time. But, but surely, you must go ask the king for my hand. Oh, Thor, please. Please, Thor. I will go ask the king. Yes. Yes, but this will likely provoke smooth tooth. Um, and, uh, but I will have to uh, negotiate with him so that we don't have to fight because fighting is very bad. It's, you know, he's, we're, 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 all, we're, we're, all, we're all friends here. If you say so, if you say so, because I know that you are no coward, Thor. I know you're a bold and brave man. Just look at you, with your broad shoulders. Mm. Go ask him. Go get him, big boy. Uh, yes, but, uh, very well. And, and Thor, Thor will reach over and grab his, you know, pewter goblet of mead and, and yeah. throw back whatever's left in there, and then yeah. and storm up to. Uh, the king. Okay, okay. Do you go with him, Umlaut, or do you keep your seat? Well, yes, I would like to uh, accompany him. Yeah. Just to, uh, as backup, you know. Yeah, it's always good to have your entourage, uh, have a man to speak for you, you know. And, uh, but uh, the king uh, kind of holds a, a hand out to stop Smooth Tooth from whispering in his ear. And now everybody's looking at you, and the talk in the hall kind of dies down a little bit. Someone's about to approach the king. And, of course, you know, the king in the, this culture, he's like the first among equals. I mean, he's not exactly, uh, 
all-powerful, but Harold Fairhair has fought his way up to the top. And he's a jealous guy, too, you know. And uh, so obviously when when uh, when Ingve was asking, you know, Umlaut to prophesy about how great Thor would be, he's obviously trying to provoke the king's jealousy, you know. But Harold uh, sees you approach and goes, Thor Thorson, who brought back that small amount of skins and taxes for me. What have you to say to me, Thor Thorson, here at this great feast in this great hall on this beautiful evening? Well, Highness, uh, Your Majesty, I, uh, I have been requested by Kerry to... Uh, we are quite in love, you see, and, and, mm. and she has uh, requested that I ask you for permission to have her hand in marriage. Oh, I see, I see. She has asked this. And what of you? Do well, you? we talked. We talked about it. You know, we we talked. We made a little back and forth. You know. Yes, I see. I see. Well, you know, nothing would please me more, Thor, because your father did great service for me. Uh, but I'm troubled. I'll be honest. I'm troubled in my heart, Thor. Uh, troubled by accusations that my good Carl. Thorolf Smoothtooth has made against you. Now, when I sent you to bring those furs and skins back as tribute from the Finns, you and Umlaut, you came back and you brought me a small amount. And you said that, uh, you know, you didn't get a whole lot. You gave me my rightful share, it's true, but I was very disappointed in it. But now, Smoothtooth here is telling me that he and his brother saw you two bringing back a huge sleigh load of hundreds and hundreds of seal skins and ermine skins and fox skins. And if that's true, then my share should have been much, 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 much greater than that, what that, you gave me. So they say that you're were, trying to... Oh, you have something to those, say, Umlaut? If I may, those were lies. Lies? Well, if they, they, well they, furthermore, they say that you, Thor, you're trying to enrich yourself so you can be a great giver of gifts. And draw men to your side and, and show people that you're greater than me and better than me. And if this is true, this is very troubling. How do you answer these charges? Do you, do you, do you say they're lies like your, your friend Umlaut? Well, it is, it is quite possible that, uh, that Mr. Smoothtooth thinks he saw something that he did not see because... It is not possible. We did not have, and I'm turning Russian for some reason. We did not have hundreds of skins. We had um, the the small pittance that the stupid, pathetic peasant Finns were able to give us. If I may, it was a pittance unfit for, the, for your Majesty. But it's all we could, all we could get. If I may, I will go back there right now and beat them all into submission until they give us all the sk- more skins. And I, well, if, if it pleases, I hands. would like to uh, second that. Uh, we did not get this big haul of furs and keep them to ourselves. That is uh, not true at all. <laughs> well, if <laughs> I reason, may, Smoothtooth says, I am willing, and so is my brother to give our sworn word under oath that we saw you bringing back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds 
of skins and that How you're holding that back possible? that you're holding back yes you had a, a sleigh and a, a great mighty reindeer pulled of course it was like an old an old ass decrepit <laughs> reindeer you know and a great mighty reindeer I'm willing to swear it under oath and I now shall do so I swear in front of the great old father that I have seen Thor Thorson and Umlaut Topknot bringing back hundreds of fine seal skins and ermine skins and fox skins, and that they have withheld our good King Harold's rightful portion from him. And you swear it too, don't you, my good brother? And Ingve Hump nods. Mm-hmm, I swear it, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't how know do you why everybody, everybody is against us. I don't know what we have done to deserve this, but. These are not true accusations. Hmm. Well, Thor's fear of fighting is a one-point quirk, and his bad temper is a ten-point disadvantage. So. That's true. <clears throat> I, I'm sure that it's going to get to him eventually. Well, the king says, you know, as far as whether everybody is against you, I very much doubt that. In fact, I would say opinion is quite divided equally between the adherence of Thor, Thor's son, and the adherence of Smooth Tooth. Uh, but the law of our people is very clear. We have an impasse here. We must invoke the ancient practice of the Holmgang, which is like a judicial fight. And if you two can't agree, we'll just have to appeal to the gods. So Thor Thorson and Omlap Topknot, do you accept this challenge of the Holmgang, a fight between yourselves and Thorolf Smoothtooth and Ingve Hump? Well, I gave um, an unrequested willpower roll to Thor to see if he would be able to resist, you know... Um, exploding with rage, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and he rolled a 16. Um, so that's not great. Um, no. So yeah, he's like super pissed. And um, he, he's just going to sneer and um, say, Well, why not now? And he will just leap in the direction of Smooth Tooth. Okay. Well, and uh, Harold, like, gets up and stands out of the way. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. Restrain your friend, he says. There are rules to this. Uh, do you want to try to grab him and, and hold your friend back, Omlau, just for a second? Yes. Okay. Wait, wait a minute. Well, we have then, to do then, this. To make opposed strength rolls, both of you. Yeah. A, a contest, a quick contest of strength in GURPS terms. Because what they probably want to do is clear out the floor and have some formality here. But great, uh, great depiction of the bad temper disadvantage, however, Thor. So we'll see if uh, your friend can hold you back. It just makes you look tougher anyway if your friend's got to restrain you. But you actually startled the king a little bit. I mean, he stood up and backed off. And and you see uh, there's a look of fear behind uh, Smooth Tooth's eyes. But, uh, so what did you roll for your strength roll there, uh, Umlaut? Uh, eight. Okay, how about you? Uh, Thor got a ten. Okay, well... In that case, he is able to restrain you just for a minute, you know. No, there's ways we go about this. And, I don't, you know, you still... So, and Thor's going to do the whole, like, like, not really trying to, like, struggle to get out, but he's going to, like, act like he's right, trying to get out. Right. And, like, right. Smooth tooth. Uh, meanwhile, the other people, they're, like, pushing tables out, you know, from the center of the room, making a space, clearing a space. There's some excitement. You see there's coins starting to change hands. People are starting to make bets. Uh, Ingve Hump is he's getting out his huge axe. And he's like, uh, and he says, so, will you fight too, Umlaut, or are you a chicken? Caca, caca, caca. Are you a 
chicken cacao and then and then you know smooth tooth joins him he's like that's not chicken sounds first you make the sound of crow and then you make I don't know what that second one was but so I am not, not afraid. afraid. With with Thor Thorson at my side, we will be unstoppable. Very well. And so uh, after this show of uh, uh, of anger, the, the and rage, the the stage is now set. Now there's a big flickering fire in the center of the room, which is actually like inconveniently right in the middle of the fighting area. Right, so you have to like face each other across the fire it's like in the way it's like a big fire pit right but they've pushed the they push the tables out of the way and people are gathering and you can see there's kind of some sides these guys have a lot of kin um they've got a pretty popular uncle named uh, bolg the bulge and there a lot of his people are are gathering around him but carrie and her brothers who all kind of idolize you thor there's uh you just don't have, like, a huge family or kin network, you know, which is pretty important in this culture, and, and Smoothtooth and Ingve do. But you're all uh, facing each other, and the king claps his hands twice, which is a signal that the combat should begin. Now, Smoothtooth, he has a sword, a long sword, and he has a shield as well. He's armed similarly to uh, Umlaut. But Ingve Hump... He has this huge two-handed axe. I mean, it's so big and heavy. He's got to ready it. After every time he swings it, he's got to take a ready action, right? Um, uh, your two-handed sword, luckily, Thor, does not have that same characteristic. But, um, and I believe, in terms of your move scores... If We're both six, but his basic speed is higher, I think. Yes, so, yes, I believe... And you guys are both faster than them. So, Umlaut, you would, uh, the king has clapped his hands, and you may take the first move in this Holmgang, or judicial combat. See, who's a liar? So, are we fighting, like, one-on-one? Like, is, am I fighting Umve, and he's well, fighting... You can fight whoever you want. There's, yeah, I mean, there's two-on-two, basically. Free-for-all or what, but... Well, uh, it's these two guys are fighting you. So, whoever you choose to go attack first. Well, and I they, think um, I'll fight Umve. Not that it matters too much, but I think, you know, um, Smoothtooth is the one that's trying to take Thor's girl, so. Sure, sure. Um, and, I'll, uh, I will attack Umve with okay. my. What do I have? Broadsword. All right, now you're all close enough here that uh, you'll have to step and attack. You know, you have to move in and attack, but you can do both of those things with this action. Step up. Step up. Swing, then. All right. Yeah, so the firelight flickers on your sword. That'll be be a seven. Hey, that's going to hit unless, of course, unless, of course, Ingve can dodge that. He would love to parry it, but he's smart enough to know that that would unready his, his axe, you know? So he's he's going to try to dodge out of the way, but his dodge is only five. Um, and he's got an eight here, so he does not dodge it. So you may roll your damage you for your sword. You are too slow with your hump. And there's a swing uh, damage, probably. Swing damage. Swing damage. I'm, where is that? Oh, okay. Well, you're, you're cutting damage, in other words. Yeah. One, two, three. 
Uh, that'd be six swing damage. Okay, six. Now he's got a little bit of DR, but he's going to take a bit of damage. In fact, he'll take four points of damage off of his health. And that's how you do it. And then, uh, actually, I think it would actually next be Thorolf, and then we'll go back down to you guys. So, Smooth Tooth, Thorolf Smooth Tooth, uh, with a with a smirk. And he does this flashy, swings his sword around, you know, over his head during his step and attack as he attempts to step up to Thor. He's got his shield ready up. You know he's going to try to block, you know, if he gets attacked. But he makes his sword roll, and he rolls pretty good. He rolls a seven, actually, which is not bad at all. And uh, that's full, this is exactly half of his skill level of 14. But, of course, Thor, I believe you are fairly adept at the parry, if not the he's dodge. He's going to attempt to parry it, and um, <clears throat> he rolls right on his Perry, he needed a 13, he got a 13. Well, that's great. And sparks fly as your swords collide and you and uh, stop his sword from coming in to make a connection with you. And then we'll go ahead and have you go, and then Ingve Hump will bring up the, the rear of the, the round. So go ahead and make your counterattack, Thor. And you don't have to step either. You could make the all-out attack maneuver because you don't have to move. And that means that you could attack twice or attack once at plus four to hit and plus two damage. Hmm, but then I can't... <clears throat> can I not dodge next round or, or parry next round, or does that just count for this round? Uh, you would only be able to make passive defenses, right? So you wouldn't be able to... Yeah, you're absolutely right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so Thor is going to th- throw his sword onto the ground. Hmm. And um, attempt to grapple uh, Smooth Tooth, uh, like one hand, because he's got the shield, right? So, right. So the idea is like one hand on his shoulder, one hand in his groin. He's gonna like try to pit, like literally pick him up. Okay, okay, okay. He's making it very personal. No, no, this he makes to sense fight him to me. Like a man. Yes. Yeah, okay, we'll make a brawling attack, but because he's armed and you're not, we make him. Is it a minus two? But well, I, I got a twelve. We need a twelve. So. Need a, there you go. So you grabbed him. You grabbed him. Now uh, we're gonna make uh, again with the opposed strength world. Well, you've grabbed him actually, and that is what happens on this turn. So you've got him grabbed at this point, and. Uh, so, we're going to put to Ingve. Meanwhile, we swing back over to Ingve and Umlaut, who are fighting. And his axe is already up over his head, right? He's going to unready it by swinging it down as hard as he can. Um, but I'm afraid that is a 14, which is more than his skill of 12. And he... A big chunk of wood comes out of the floor right by your feet, Umlaut, where he swings down and misses. And then it's your turn. What do you do? You will regret that. I'm going to swing at him. And he's not going to be able to parry this because his weapon's unready. Uh, 
Oh, no, I got a 13, so that hits. Well, it says he, he tries to dodge, but he rolls a 10, which is not going to do- make him dodge. And so you may roll the damage. In fact, uh, last uh, time you actually really did six points of damage to him, not four, because of the cutting multiplier. So. Cutting, oh, right. yeah, I yeah. don't... Uh, so this time... Oh, that, I, th- I got the same thing. I roll. I have a six. Okay. And then with the multiplier, I don't know what that is. Okay. Well, it it does point five more because it's cutting. It once it got th- you know of the damage that gets through, but you did six points of damage to him again. Now he's actually down below his health. And now these minions you fought earlier, you know, in the last game, they just like went down. But he's actually at zero or less hit points left now. He has to actually make a, a health test. Uh, but he's going to make that at the beginning of the turn because he's kind of staggering. He might fall unconscious right now, mm-hmm. but he might be able to keep going. So he'll do that at the start of his turn. And uh, meanwhile, Smooth Tooth uh, is grabbed, and you grappled him, and he's he's going to try to to break out of the grapple here uh, so make an opposed strength test with him. Or you can actually substitute either wrestling or brawling if you um, if that's going to be better for you. Unfortunately, he rolled pretty badly here. He has a 14. I think you're going to be able to hold on to him. Uh, I rolled an 8, so yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, you've, you've got him still. He's grabbed. And, uh, and you may do, it's your turn, so you may do with him as you will. Well, Thor's intention was to literally, like, how big is Smooth Tooth? He's not as big as you. Yeah. Yeah. So what what Thor was intending to do was to scream at the top of his lungs this, you know, battle (laughs) yell, and literally lift Smooth Tooth up over his head and throw him into the fire. Okay. Well, uh, actually, what is your strength again? Fifteen. Fifteen. You're going to be able to throw him that far. That's that's just like one hex away, so that's not going to be a problem. Now, he flies over towards the fire. He lands in it. Because he's landed in the fire, he's actually going to take... Now, he's 1D minus 3 damage just for that, you know, initial landing in the fire. But takes three points of damage, and I'm not applying the DR to that because obviously there's parts of him that aren't armored, right? Like his hands and his neck and his face. We have to account for that. Even though DR normally does help against fire, um, um, I think the hit locations should matter. So he's like, oh, 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 just you know, high-pitched screams. And there's great roars of laughter. Everyone seems to think this was, except of course, you know, from his uncle, Bulg the Bulge and their side, who are all you know, raising their fists and yelling as if some terribly unfair thing has just happened. But it's really entertained everyone else. But he, unfortunately, does take three points of damage uh, from the fire. He's, um, on his turn, obviously going to try to roll out. But uh, that's uh, funny. And, yeah, and his furs are kind of smoking a little bit. And... Even, even you, you, you can't help but no. Even King Harold kind of giggles a little bit at that one, and, um, and 
Let's see, I lost track of who was going in, in what order. It was then... It should be him. Turn, I think. No, he just went. So then he tried to get away and couldn't. You threw him in the fire, and now Ingve Hump is going to ready yeah. his weapon. That's all he can do. I mean, he, he, he yanks his weapon up out of the floor, and he ah! lifts it up over his head, but that's all he can do in his turn because he's really hoping to hit you at least once so he can cut you in half. But we're back up to you now. Uh, oh, wait. First, before he did that, he has to make his health roll or fall unconscious. And would you believe he actually got a six on that one? That was pretty good for three dice. So he's not down yet, but you could tell. I mean, he's just, his knees are buckling. He's just trying to get with one his, more. Yeah, with his remaining yeah. life, he's trying to get one big giant swipe in at me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to uh, try to make a very uh, cinematic looking kill my okay. sword. Now it's time for you to die, wolf. And that would be an 11. Okay. He's not even remotely. In fact, that was a... That was actually a critical failure on a, a dodge attempt. And Gerb's friends, I don't really know what the rule is for a critical failure on a dodge attempt. Feels like it should be bad, but I don't know what it is. So we're just going to assume that... It's just a normal failure to dodge. All right, well, yeah, I'm going to roll my damage. I think this is an ad hoc rule. Oh. I'm going to throw in a plus two. Yeah. I keep rolling the same thing, so that would be all together. If he, you know, it would be he takes six damage. Okay, and I'm going to give a plus two just because he so he actually like leaned into your blow, right? And uh, not an okay. official rule, but I'm just throwing that in. And, uh, yeah, so, now you've got him, like, he's now down at negative health, all right? He's at his negative health. And he uh, is going to have to, again, make that, he's still up, but he's going to have to make that health roll as soon as he, before he can do anything else. So don't let me forget that. And, you know, blood's sprayed across the room. There's great cheering. And this is highly this is highly entertaining for everyone involved, and it seems like you guys are getting the better of them. Meanwhile, um, Smoothtooth like rolls out of the. This is all he could do in his turn is just essentially move. But he 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 actually changes positions, so he goes from uh, essentially lying down, you know, in the fire. He kind of rolls off into a kneeling stance. That's all he can do, you know. You have to go from laying to kneeling to then to standing. So he's kneeling, and then he, but he's like patting down his furs and ooh, <laughs> blowing on his hands, and and uh, it's rather comical actually. And then it's your turn, of course. You're standing right there over him, and well, uh, you don't have any. The, and you wouldn't have any bonus to hit him because he's kneeling, but he would definitely have a penalty to his defense because he's kneeling. Yeah, um, and so, so yeah, for for as entertained as some other people were, but Thor is, is not. He's he doesn't even hear the laughter. He doesn't notice anybody being entertained. He's just focused in one hundred percent on smooth tooth. Yeah, and, 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 and seeing and the red mist before his eyes, as they say in the Icelandic sagas. Right. So um, 
he'll pick up his two-handed sword, um, and uh, I, I assume he's going to have to step towards him and uh, take a swing. Well, no, I figure you're all kind of cl- yeah, because you did throw him, and we about th- you threw him a hex away. So yeah, you'd step and attack, and go ahead and take that swing. Uh, well, that's going to be a ten that will hit. Okay, um, he's going to try to. Or- well, he's going to try to block that with a shield, but he's at a minus two ah. because he's kneeling, right? So his yeah. his shield score is seven, so he's doing this. He needs a five or less, and uh, he rolled an eleven. <laughs> so that that. Rather significant two-handed sword with a guy with 15 strength damage is going to come crashing it's down going. on Smooth Tooth. Nine points. Okay, and have you already done the math, or we want to go ahead and add in point five more? Which uh, would, uh, if you add half on top of 13. that, uh, obviously it'd be four, so it'd be thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah, and uh, well, he, he's got a little bit of dr from the shield and the fur, but that still takes him down. Uh, he's he's at zero or less points left on his turn. Uh, yeah, I mean, in fact, I don't even mind kind of narrating. There's rules for breaking shields, but I don't even mind a little narration of just smashing right through that shield. You know, he raised it up, and you just crunched right through it into his arm. We're not doing hit location for you GURPS people. We're using the basic combat system. Uh, but that certainly hurts him like hell, and he's also going to have to, on his ne- the beginning of his turn, he's going to have to make a health roll or fall unconscious. And it is now... Uh, Ingve Hump's turn, and Ingve Hump has to make that roll or fall unconscious. And his eyeballs actually go. He's, you know, he he raised up the thing. He, he but when he he raised it, he uh, he just can't do it. You know, he's he raised the axe off. He wanted to bring it down so bad. You see his eyeballs. He kind of rolls. His eyes roll up into the back of his head, and his knees buckle, and uh, he just falls backwards. Too, too late for you. Yeah. Though now, uh, yeah. Now he's down on the ground, You're unconscious, finished. and and prone in front of you, and it is your turn. Uh, do you want to finish him? I want to actually carve in that rune oh that he God. wanted. I want to carve it into his forehead. So oh, okay. Yeah. It kind of uh, looks like a little. It kind of looks like a letter F with like you know the the tines like sloping downwards. And oh my God. Yeah. We'll say, um, um, now that's poetry. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, that's not what the crowd was expecting, but they love it. However, now, though, the mood's getting super, super ugly among their uncle, Bulg the Bulge, and, uh, and, and his boys. The mood's getting super ugly now, but you see the king, he holds his hand up, like stopping them from interfering at the moment. And uh, so... He's going to live through this, you know, at this point, right? But he's going to be humiliated when he wakes up. And meanwhile, uh, um, Smooth Tooth has to make his health roll. And dear God, that one is critically failed. And, well, he falls unconscious. I was looking to see if there's something like instant death or something, but there's not. But he has fall, fallen unconscious as well. Um, it just the, the pain was too great from that blow, 
And is there, do you want to fin you're in the red rage though, you're seeing the red mist, you got the blood pumping in your ears. Do you want to uh, finish him off? Split kill Smooth Tooth? I'm going to give, um, I, I'm going to give, I'm going to give Thor a little willpower test, and if he fails it, he's going to do one of two things. Okay, okay. That bad and he fails it. Thor. Okay. Wow. And I'm going to just roll a 50-50, so uh, even, he's going to finish um, Smooth Tooth by hacking his head off with one mm-hmm. blow. Mm-hmm. And if he and if it's odd, he's just going to raise the sword over his head and scream and charge at his uncle. Okay, <laughs> that's odd. So he's leaving Smooth Tooth alive, raising a sword over his head and charging at the rowdy, uh, upset hump. Okay, uh, bulge, bulge, bulge. Yes, bulge, sir. The bulge. The- and he's got his name for a totally different reason. He ain't got no hump back. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Well, I'll tell you this though. Um, this is totally against the you know the the ancient laws of the Holmgang and the whole place to just like run in and like grab you you know you, your friends allies everybody you know like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. and uh, you hear people grab you like cool down cool down man and slap in your face you've won you've won by gods by the gods you've won and uh, but. You know, he's. I'd probably try to stop him as well, just like I did earlier. Yeah, you and everybody. Back. Yeah, but of course, Bulg the Bulge. He got you know the thing where you like point at your own eyeballs with the two fingers and then point it back at the other person, like I'm, I'm watching you. I got your number. Uh, he does that, and him, him and all his boys, they storm out in a great in, in high dudgeon. They storm out of the room, but the rest of the the place just erupts into a a frenzy of excitement. Before you guys know it. The crowds are like hefted you guys up onto their shoulders and they're dancing around the room. People are stepping on, you know, Ingve and on Smooth Tooth and uh, who are unconscious and gets getting, they're not, you know, getting crushed to death or anything, but they're completely humiliated. Um, yeah, you're there. They, they're dancing around the room. They're singing songs uh, about your greatness and there's some, some extemporaneous poetry going on there. And uh, hey, go ahead and both make vision rolls through the smoke and the you know sweat and the, and all that just to see if there's anything special that you. you know, vision rolls are IQ rolls. Unfortunately, Thor has no IQ. He's oblivious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got a nine, so one under mine. Okay, well, you, you can't help but notice, though, as you're bouncing around up on everyone's shoulders that, you know, at first, King Harold was kind of clapping and laughing, but when he sees now, he's, like, looking at Thor, how everybody just thinks Thor is so great and mighty, and you know he's kind of a jealous type anyway. And he's you just see this kind of look pass between his eyes, like he's not super crazy about all the attention Thor is getting at this moment. But then, uh, you know, Carrie, of course, fights her way up into the crowd, Thor, and, and, and gives you a big kiss. And, uh, and her brothers are all patting. In fact, her brothers are the ones that are, you know, got you up on their shoulders and like, when, when, this, when spring comes, let's go a Viking, Thor. Yes, you'll be the captain of our ship, Thor. And uh, King Harold finally gets everybody calmed down. He goes, well, calm down, everyone. Very well. Get those two out of here. 
you really should have finished them off, you know. They're going to be very humiliated when they wake up. But, well, Thor, Thorson, the gods have proven you right. Apparently those brothers are telling lies about you, says the king. And Well, I do hereby give you the hand of young Carrie in marriage. However, marriage will take place next spring as we will accrue the revenues of her land for one more season. And another fairly common thing is they would have fairly long wait times between uh, actual betrothals. Usually, because she's, she's inheriting land, you know what I mean? She's going to take all her father's land and he wants the revenues for one more year, essentially. But yes, yes, yes. And now, get those other two out of here. And if you're quite finished being hailed as a hero, Thor... Let us not forget that you almost broke the ancient laws of Holmgang by attacking Bolg, the Bolg. Well, uh, I apologize, uh, Highness. I was in, I was in a, a blind, a blind rage. Well, you know, if, since you broke the, the, there's nothing I'm going to be able to do if they declare a, a blood feud between their family and yours. My hands will be tied. Do you understand this? Yes. Uh, yes, of course, of course. Um, I, I will kill them all if I must. Very well, very well. Well, but I hope that will not be necessary, of course. I, I hope they will not be necessary, too. I cannot have my Carls all fighting each other. But perhaps we should launch an expedition against the Finns at some point in the near future just to channel everyone's energies into a healthy direction. But for now, let us drink, let us feast, and uh, continue on. Again, get those two losers out of here," he says to the, to the as people drag the. There's a few members of the family who didn't stalk out, go and drag their uh, smooth tooth and Ingve Hump out of the place, and uh, yeah, there's there's more more revelry, and the uh, the brothers of Carrie they say so Thor. When the spring comes and the thaws come, we have a drakkar. A, a drakkar is like a, you know, a classic Viking ship, you know, like a dragon ship, sleek and narrow and long. Will you lead an expedition with us? We'll follow you. You'll, you're going to need lots more, lots more treasure if you're going to take care of our sister. Well, I think that is a good, a very good idea, yes. Yes, yes. I have foreseen it. We will go on on a, a great voyage together. Well, speaking of voyages, you know, my brothers and I, we're no, we're, we do not stand on ceremony, and it's clear that Carrie cares for you very much, and you'll have no problem from us if you don't want to wait until next spring for the actual, you know, consummation of your marriage. If you care to take our daughter... I mean, take our sister back to your steading this evening. You won't have any trouble from us. Of course, Omelot lives there, too. He'll just sleep up on the loft or something. But um, after after more drinking, do you want to take her back, or do you want to observe propriety and wait? They don't give I'm a gonna shit. I'm going to give him another willpower test. Okay. <laughs> take her and, to Pound Town. <laughs> oh, yeah. He rolled a 17. He's going to take her to Pound Town. Okay. All right. Yeah. He actually, I think, critically failed that test. He probably carries yeah. her off right then. You know, she's up over the shoulder, out the door, right then. Like a fucking caveman. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, of course, like I say, though, you know, Umlaud 
have to sleep in the loft or something that night because he lives at your steading. The steading's just like a little log house. You know, you kind of build them temporarily when you're traveling around with the games court. But, well, there won't be any sleeping for Moomlaut. I, I no, not for a while. And we won't get into all that. We won't role play all that out. But time does pass, and eventually, you know, the feast ends, and Moomlaut, you, you stagger back to, you know... Uh, Thor's steading and and by this time though you know I think we can artfully or artlessly as the case may be narrate that Thor and Carrie are by this point you know asleep on the big bearskin rug in front of the fire in the in the in less Thor yeah <laughs> no no well I think that's fine um I I I would only artlessly like to insert the detail that we managed to you know, annoy everyone within screaming distance. Distance. Uh, oh yeah, of course, of course. For, for, for quite a while, and they're all very upset. And they animals, are. animals were on edge as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, on the way back, though, the the you notice uh, umlaut that the the reindeer that's you know hitched outside of Thor's house in the little pen is was so discombobulated that it it urinated quite a bit. Oh, if you'd yeah. like to. You know, his quirk being that he enjoys the taste of reindeer piss. But uh, if you want to have a nice drink of reindeer piss to wash out your mouth from all that mead. Yes. yes. It's but, good uh, when they are fearful, they let go of their bladders. And you know, maybe he's been, yes. maybe that reindeer's been eating some of those mushrooms. You know, you never know. And uh, But you you go into the steading and you go, go past where Thor is snoring, you know, and, you know, Carrie's... He's his, using the his blonde chest hair as a pillow. She's all snuggled up next to him under the bearskin rug or the dying embers of the fire. And uh, you go up onto the loft and you you lay down, Omlaut, and uh, eventually fall asleep. And you have a dream. You have a pretty vivid dream. Maybe the, maybe that reindeer had been eating some mushrooms earlier. But you have a dream that you and Thor are in a ship and you're following a raven across the sea this raven is leading you into the west you're sailing into the west and you sail through storms and past strange lands and in the distance you see a land of towering pine trees that are heavily bearded with moss and there are rivers full of leaping trout and salmon and there are naked men covered in paint with feathers in their hair all hailing you as heroes and leaders and you see uh, Thor building a long house and you see a little pregnant Carrie running around and you see these little blonde children that Thor is teaching how to sword fight uh, but you wake up to this strange sound like right above your head it feels like kind of like crackling wood and there's the the smell of smoke, and you you wake up, Omlaut, and you realize that the log house is on fire. It's on fire, and you're up on the loft, like the roof is on fire. The roof is mostly like you know turf anyway, and and dried mosses and stuff. But yeah, it's on fire, and uh, you look down, and Thor, you're just about you know you were out of it, but that's going to wake you up too, right? Uh, the roof, the roof and, is on fire. <laughs> and Carrie kind of grabs onto you, Thor, and she goes. <gasps> The house is on fire. And by the way, burning someone out of their house is considered to be like the most dishonorable and cowardly thing that, uh, that you can do to somebody. 
But that is exactly what you think might be happening to you right now. Well, Thor's not even going to bother getting dressed. He's just going to grab his sword and bolt uh, out into the village screaming, Bulge! Well, when you do that, and I'm, what are you doing, Umlaut? Well, I'd probably want to... So I, I, I don't know if I have time to uh, get my stuff or not. I'm up, up in the loft, but I would like to... You might you have know. just... You were drunk when you came home anyway. You might have just oh, fallen yeah. down in your clothes. You know, you had yeah, no reason to take did. him off. Thor did, but you didn't. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, I'll assume you run out after him. Uh, Carrie is throwing on her woolen dress. But, yeah, naked Thor runs out into the cold. And as bold as you are and as bad-tempered as you are, um, you stop for a second when you see, like, about three dozen dudes all standing in this line around the house. They've all got torches. And uh, Bolg yells out, I am Bolg the Bulge, uncle of Thorolf Smoothtooth, uncle of Ingve Hump, and we, their kin, we demand a wergeld, which is like a price you got to pay, of 1,000 silver penningars as compensation for our loss. You don't even have five silver penningars. Yeah, they're they're demanding compensation, payment. There are dozens and dozens of these guys. There are way, way too many to fight them. And even you know that in your in your rage. But and you're both standing there. But Carrie comes up. She grabs you, Thor. Says, wait, wait, listen, listen. My brothers are they're on their ship down at the the river N- N- Nadelva now in their drakkar. They're outfitted for sailing. Come with me. Let's run away and find a new place to settle and live happily ever after, Thor. Oh, please, Thor, there's no dishonor in running from a fight like this. You can't win this fight. Take me it's away, true. Thor, please. It is true, Thor. I have a, I had a dream last night. I saw you. I saw us. We we went to a foreign land. You, had, you built a long house. You had kids. I think this is what we must do. So Thor is going to... Uh narrow his eyes in the direction of Borg <clears throat> and he's going to say well clearly I cannot fight all of you so I will take my leave however I will be back and uh yes we'll kill him when we come back Please, come, come this way, this way. And uh, she takes you away, and they follow you. They follow you all the way down to the river, hurling insults the whole way, trying to make it as hard, you know, for you as possible and add insult to injury. Um, and and as you... But her brothers, they were. They're waking up. You know, they, they're they all ready to go a Viking all the time. They can't wait. So they had their Drakkar all outfitted and ready to go. And when they see who coming, and they see Bolg coming down the hill with all his cousins and nephews and you know they immediately hoist their square sail and jump to the oars and uh, uh, it's still dark but uh, they, they help you guys onto the boat and you throw Carrie onto the boat and I think as uh, you sail away to the taunts of Bolg the Bulge don't come back without that thousand silver penningars or else he yells but they seem happy that you're just gone and we have a shot uh, 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 you know from the sky of this boat sailing west 
off, you know, into the distance. And then we hear Thor's voice say, What are you looking at? Oh, it's cold. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. It's always cold, though. (laughs) Yes. And uh, yeah, we're just we're just gonna leave it there for tonight, and we'll see where the where the seas take you as you uh, sail off under the dancing lights of the aurora borealis, and of course to uh, to Umlaut's mind, he can see the Valkyries, fly, you know, the, sh- the the lights shining off the Valkyries' armor as they carry the slain heroes up to Valhalla, but of course everybody else just sees the Northern Lights and. Uh, the oars creak in the water, and the Drakkar sails off into the west, and that's where we'll we'll leave it. All right. Well, that was uh, the, not exactly what I expected, but quite interesting. And now Thor um, has, uh, you know, <laughs> he's got a uh, a life goal that I will st- <laughs> to yeah. kill this fucking idiot. <laughs> bulge the bulge. No, no they're. Yeah, there actually is a guy in the Icelandic sagas I'm reading now. It's not his. He's not Bulg the Bulge. There's a guy whose name is like the Bulge, but there's don't they don't really describe why they <laughs> called him that. And I just I think we all know. Great. Actually, you know those Icelandic sagas. If any listeners ever do try to read them, they're they're much less Lord of the Rings. They read more like The Sopranos. You know, in there. They're real violent. There's a lot of like family on family feuding and fighting and lying and and running away and coming back for revenge later and and a lot of these situations I've taken straight from the the Icelandic sagas. So I, I highly yeah, recommend them. I did watch uh, a little bit of the uh, the show Vikings, which I do believe follows the Icelandic sagas. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's similar. like. Um, yeah, it's, you know, there's just a lot of family drama. That's yeah. that's a big part of it, yeah. Well, I will say this. We probably will go more. We, you know, we usually do, like, little three-parters, but sometimes we go more than three, and I think this one probably will go a little more than three. We have to see what's out there uh, as the hammer of the gods drives this ship to new lands. So, <laughs> Valhalla, we are coming next time. And I do want to thank once again Pound Sound UK and Svengbari for the music we used tonight. Hey everybody, if you like our podcast, don't forget to leave us a good rating and or review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever you're able. Subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter at Goonies underscore world, and check out our website at GooniesWorldPodcast.com. Email us at gooniesworldpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.